You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Good evening, gentlemen. It's nice to have all of you back, as always. Marty, nice to have you back. Ned, nice to have you back. It's always a pleasure having you UK guys on. Bruce and I love having you guys on. And the reason we love having you on is because you guys bring a sense of balance back. As in, we get really upset and we we sit here every day of the week and we start going back and forth and we just get really heated about what's happening in the U.S. But when you guys come on with your sense of... um, um, hospitality, shall we say, and, and modesty. It's always it's always nice to have a dialed back conversation and we can look at things with a slight pause and a bit of, um, I, I guess uh, we can look at things in a more articulate view. And, and I like that. I, I like that, that we can have a, a reasonable, sensible discussion, even if we don't agree on something. We can have that discussion and, and we can present our points and we can stop and respectively let the other person talk and go back and forth and, and have an actual discussion rather than arguing and going over top of each other like they do on TV. I, I can't stand that. And I know a lot of people don't like that either. But I wanted to kind of pick up where we left off the last time. I, I really don't want to waste too much time. I know you guys are all doing fine. Bruce, I know you're healthy and alive. Marty, I know you're doing great. Ned, nice to see you. I, I know you're doing fantastic as well. So I won't waste any time with all these greetings and all that stuff because we got a lot to talk about tonight. I wanted to pick up where we left off with the UK the last time. And that is, and this has not just been said in the UK, it's been said here as well. And people are quite upset about it. But this started in the UK, and it seems to be wafting this direction, if you will, across the channel onto the mainland. Police will enter the homes of UK citizens and break up Christmas dinners if families break the lockdown rules, and there will be riots predicts a police commissioner. Now, the West Midlands police chief said officers will investigate Christmas gatherings. He said police can only enforce the rules handed down by the government. Mr. Jameson, who is that's his name, uh, Jameson, Jameson, whatever, also warned riots could be sparked by heavy handed police. And he fears the end of furlough and Christmas restrictions could cause unrest. So the police going into people's houses. uh, Okay, all right. Now, in, in communist China, I understand, right? I, I, I see that. Of course, <laughs> you don't have Christmas in China, but in communist China, okay, I can see the police going into your house. But you know something? I made the point yesterday, wars have been fought and people have died to protect our God-given rights to be safe and secure in our homes and to be with our families on the holidays. And so I, I look at this and, and, and I'm sorry, gentlemen. Uh, but someone comes into my home. I don't care where I am. Someone comes into my home unjustly. We're going to have a very serious problem. Now, I don't know where you guys stand on this, and I, I don't know what your take is on it, but I can tell you right now that at least where I'm at, there are laws, and I say laws, I mean laws, based on past dictators that have been put in here. Th- those laws have been put in place specifically to stop this kind of behavior from out-of-control governments. But these people don't seem to care. They're just walking right over top of it. it it's not a matter of uh, of going through and, and going through a legislative process or anything like that and saying, well, uh, we need to vote on this and we need to give you people a say and, and let's have our democracy. There is no democracy. They're not interested in what we have to say any longer. It's do as we tell you to do. I, I want to know what your guys' take on this. Marty, Marty, let's start with you. Last time I was on, we spoke about 
people creating recruitment videos for uh, BLM and Antifa and so on and so forth. Yeah, so I won't reiterate that overly. However, what will happen when the police turn up at, uh, to, to raid a house where they suspect there are more than six people who are not in a familial bubble having Christmas dinner? The press will be outside. The media will be outside. Someone will capture it on a mobile phone and it will be used to say, there, we told you so, people still aren't following the guidelines. It will be used against us. I am looking forward to a quiet Christmas without having to feed 20 or 30 people like I often do. I'm sorry. You've already announced that you're, you're having a funeral that day. Yeah, yeah, we are, but um, that's a funeral. Uh, I'm looking forward to a quiet Christmas. Trust me, um, gotcha. Marty. Yeah, go. If go you ahead. have a funeral, that means you can have a wake, and you're entitled to have 15 people at a wake. That, that's right. That's right. The, the joke is that our pet turkey has passed away, and we're having <laughs> uh, a funeral for him on the 25th of December. Uh, I thought it'd be know, like that. In all, in all seriousness. I'm actually looking forward to a quiet Christmas where um, I don't have to feed all unsundry. But that's that's just that's just me being a curmudgeon. Really, it should be a time for families to be able to get together and and celebrate, um, regardless of faith. It's just a good it's just a good time of year when it's wet, grey, cold, and miserable outside. Stand fast, Australia, because obviously their Christmas is uh, at the height of their summer and. The, the thing is, forget God-given right, forget Christianity for the moment. All of the uh, Christian festivals are actually hijacked or were actually hijacked by the Romans. And they were pagan. All Christian festivals are actually pagan festivals that were hijacked by the Romans when they brought Christianity uh, uh, you know, north through from Italy across Europe and into the UK and further north into Scandinavia. It, it, it was, no, actually they didn't get as far as Scandinavia, but they did get into, into mainland Europe. And the, that purpose, uh, the, the reason that they could get people to accept Christianity was because they had all the same festivals. So regardless of your faith, this time of year and Christmas – People want to celebrate. People want to enjoy being in their homes with their families, a bit of feasting, putting a bit of fat on before the winter gets too heavy so you've got a bit of insulation. And at the root of it, regardless of your faith, that's what this is all about. Yeah, so police police coming through your front door to interrupt your your Christmas lunch – yeah, you, you're damn right. I, I can't see a single situation where it's not going to cause a problem. And there'll be people outside recording the the ensuing riots and ructions, and that will be used to say, "There, we told you, people weren't obeying the rules." And that's 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 what they're doing. That's what all of the the rhetoric we're getting from Boris every week or every couple of days with his announcements. Uh, today, he, he was in the House of Parliament expanding on the announcement that he made on Thursday, um, or, or was it the weekend? Yeah, it was Saturday, Saturday he um, made an announcement because a lot of what he was going to say had already been released to, or leaked to the press. So, yeah, sorry, that's my take. Yeah, yeah. 
the the air quotes leaked to the press. And he kept saying today in in the House of Parliament, protect the NHS. It's going to become overwhelmed if we don't. It's cod's wallop. The Nightingale hospitals have got, I think they're 4,000 beds each. We've got an extra 13,000 nurses. When they were reporting that wards or hospitals were becoming inundated with COVID patients, it was because the the hospital had allocated, let's say, 12 beds for COVID patients and eight of them were full. This, these were the kind of situations that were actually there. But the way the media is is um, putting it over, it's, you know, that the, the NHS is being swamped with COVID, uh, people who need hospitalisation because of COVID. And I've got a strong feeling based on other things I've heard, that that's not entirely true. It's more of a case of they've allocated so many beds, those beds are nearly full, but it's not, it doesn't come even close to inundation. If the hospitals themselves, and we've been making this argument from the beginning, if the hospitals themselves, any one of them, I don't care which one it is, I don't care if it's one in central London, I don't care if it's one in uh, in Wales, I don't care if it's one up in Newcastle. If any one of these hospitals, same where I'm at, same in the US, if any one of these facilities were being overrun, you can bet that there would be cameras down there capturing the whole thing to hype that fear because that's what they need. Instead, what we're seeing is precisely what you just said. We're getting tests that have a 90% false positive that we're seeing. It was two and three. Now I think we're, we're even beyond that. On top of that, it's cold and flu season, right? This is this is completely normal for this time of year. I just went through something. What was it, Bruce, last week? Last week I was down for a few days. So, yeah. I mean, this is the time of year that people are naturally going to come down with things. We go through it every year. More to the point here is that... They are relentless with this propaganda. So you get the view on TV while they're giving the speech by Boris or, or Merkel or Macron or, or one of these these sellouts, one of these coward sellouts. That's all they are. One of these people that give these speeches about, oh, well, this is what we have to do. In the meantime, what are they doing? They're showing you someone laying in a hospital bed surrounded by doctors and personal protective equipment with a ventilator going on and off. But that's all you see. You don't see anything else. The United States at any given time in a normal time, forget a pandemic, but in a normal time at any given time within the United States, it has less than one million hospital beds available for the entire nation of 350 million people. That means it's not going to take much to overwhelm the health system. Now, if that was happening, well, then you'd see That's what it. they say, though. And to, to nail that in a little bit more, they say that um, any given time in the year, we're at 95% capacity in hospitals. And it's not that we just don't have hospital beds. It's that they open and close different levels on the hospital, you know, as needed. So it, it's more of a, it, it's more mobile, if you will, it, in that sense. Uh, well, so we have hospitals. Business structure. Yeah, exactly. 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 And we we closed hospitals from the uh, <clears throat> first wave. Right, Bruce, there was a hospital down the road that f from you that closed because they yep. just didn't have the patients. They just weren't there. Well, so there's no well, money. Elective surgeries. elective surgeries were done so they couldn't they couldn't stay open. They couldn't afford it. So they shut it down. That was um, going to be my point, actually, when you just said that, you know, when you're a population of 350 million people and when you get to a point where you've just got one million 
empty beds in your entire hospital system. That's 50 states wide. I get the impression, and I may be wrong, and you can correct me immediately, but I think there is more elective surgery in the States than there is in the UK. Boris is saying, protect the NHS, save lives. Is anyone spouting that message in the States? Because... If someone got COVID um, and and needed hospitalisation, would that count as an emergency case or would they be paying for it through their health insurance? You are seeing it in the states. and You're seeing it in the states from certain state governors of states that are, I, I, I hate to play party politics in this, but that's what they've turned it into, in blue states. For example, uh, Michigan, state of Michigan, the state of California, the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, uh, most of the northeastern uh, New England states. These are all the states that are, Illinois is another one. These are all the states that are on board with this whole, uh, if you come out of your house, you're going to die. And if you don't wear a mask, think of, think of other people kind of thing. Every state that's on board with that agenda, that's where you see that message. So the, the yeah. ones that are the Midwestern states, shall we say, the part of the flyover country where Bruce and I come from, what's the media pushing now? Oh, the surges are off the charts. They're at record numbers days before the election. That, that's what it's being turned towards is the election. This is I know we're yeah, the election's tomorrow. So and it's a big topic. I, I really didn't want to get too deep into it today, but I can already see Bruce over there just seething, ready to go at this topic. <laughs> but this whole thing has been turned into a political nightmare. It, it's a mess. Word has it behind the scenes that Chinese Communist Party espionage networks are giving up, as in they're being arrested. Now, here's the problem. When they give up and they get arrested and they start going down, they're not going to go down alone. So the Western elites are smart enough to understand this. So they're doing everything they can possibly do to bolster their position here in the West with us. So they need to lock us down. They need to keep us in fear and they need to drive that home as much as possible. You notice these next lockdowns are tighter than the first time around? Successive approximation. They let up on it a little bit, but then they come back on it later, even harder. So now they're coming back on it even harder. What's this time around in the UK? What are they saying now? Down in, in London specifically, what are they saying? Don't look at people. Looking at people transmits the virus. Have you ever heard of anything more stupid and ridiculous in your entire life? <laughs> it's like Don't somebody look saying, people. if I eat Chinese, will I get the coronavirus? It's ridiculous. And if you look, I just looked at a video of what's going on in Wuhan, China, right? The Wuhan virus. Yeah. The, <laughs> where it came from. Right. Even if it came from a a wet market. Right. Forget the lab. Even if it came from a wet market, regardless, it doesn't matter. The origin, even by admission of the Chinese Communist Party, is from Wuhan. Correct. Even by admission of the Chinese Communist Party, the World Health Organization and the like. What's going on in Wuhan right now? They are bouncing. They're booming. They're open for business. The nightclubs are filled. The shopping centers are open. Traffic's off the charts. Business is open. What does that tell you? No, you don't hear about the Chinese, you don't hear about the Koreans. So basically, at the end of the day, you've got China, everybody going through their face. You've got the West being shut down, economically getting strangling themselves, while those that are okay in the East are rebuilding their economic structure. So that will create even more noise. But the one thing about this is, how long do you think this lockdown is going to go on for? Um, Well, Boris said today. Doesn't it? It's a month. No, 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 no. He said, okay. Today, yeah, okay. This lockdown, okay, and then it's going to be open, and then you're going to go down. But how long is this cycle going to go on for? There's a minimum set already. No, 
I'm I'm not supporting our government. I'm saying I'm not what saying that. Said. But do you know? Have you got an idea of what the scale is? Oh, the, the, this is ongoing. I'm, I'm no. It's basically you know. Remember we were talking about vaccines, yeah. Mm. Now a little bit of advice for those people that listen to your podcast: pop onto Netflix. They've created a program called the Coronavirus. Now it's got your friend and mine, Mister Gates. What a surprise. Speaking on there. But the point is, the agenda on there is to push vaccine making, yeah? Now, normally, a vaccine to go through the steps, right, that are agreed to by your FDA and everybody else would take up to four years. Now, because some people, and I've got a head head start like over in Britain because of the SARS, like um, if you remember when the SARS came out, Australia came up with a vaccine, but they gave it to their people and first. Canada did it, but they gave it to their people first. So you had what they called nationalized vaccines, but then it burnt itself out before it went to a worldwide vaccine. So some people have still got the SARS idea, and Oxford University is one of them. So they've got a head start on their vaccine. And you can guess one of the other leaders, Moderna, and you know who owns that, don't you? Moderna vaccines is owned by Mr. Gates. Now they're pushing this, but they're reducing it because they said they've got a head from four years to a year and a half. So that is the scale of the ideas of the the chaos that they're expecting people to go through in the West. And that is one of the things that isn't being said by your parliamentary people and everything else. Because what basically, was said, what was said today uh, was that this lockdown would be a month, and then yeah, yeah, and then you'd still be in the three tiered. Um, mm-hmm. COVID restrictions, local restrictions thereafter, so regionally. But he also said that they expect the vaccine to be ready uh, in sometime in the first quarter of 2021. So at the longest stretch, you're looking at the end of March. And, and the first case was when? The first case was, uh, I believe, December. Yeah, that is why it's called COVID-19, because it's COVID-2019. So it's December, give it a year and a half. Yeah. May next year. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, this has been known about as soon as that genome setup was sent out, as soon as they got it, and people have been playing with it. But this has been known within the first six weeks of it happening. And that is what they haven't been telling the people. They've been basically not telling it, rocking and rolling it, messing around with anything, because they've got this year and a half to actually get it out there. And that's what they want to do. I can't remember if I've said this. Sorry, Bruce. Um, Go ahead. I'll just, just make this point. I I don't know if, um, if I've said this already on a podcast, but in Europe, every 20 to 30 years, there has been some form of major conflict for the last four or five centuries. And it's knocked down the population of Europe quite regularly. On top of that, you've had plagues, as well, uh, and flu epidemics. This, to me, feels planned. It, and we have we have been saying all along that some people uh, were a little bit quick off the ball with their, with their vaccine research, and this all seems deliberate. And who knows, maybe that's how long they need to, to knock down the population. And the vaccine itself, when we did our podcast, and I'll let you go, Bruce, when we did our podcast on the vaccine itself, the company that's going to research it and develop it has never developed a working viable product in its entire that's existence. Moderna, Moderna, that is 
Gates is no, in this watch Novavax. No, Novavax. No, Novavax. Yeah. You've got Novavax, but have a look at them. There's, there's several, there are loads of companies heading for it. Yeah. There's loads of companies trying to get on the on the bandwagon of this. But I mean, That's it's where all an the interesting at. thing. But it's like that program is worth having a look because it's not actually agreeing with it. But you can see the timelines that they've set up with it, if you see what I mean. You've got these timelines, and then you start to see why. Yeah. Their ulterior motives and their own timelines. If it swims like a fish and smells like a fish and looks like a fish, it's probably a fish. So if these timelines seem suspect, if the way in which I, I, I kept... A dozen times today, I've deleted a post that I was going to put onto Facebook, which was basically telling all the people who are promoting the propaganda and saying, you know, uh, it's all your own fault because people did this and did that, and it's your fault, and you need to have some common sense. And I, I just wanted to to tell them to shut up, basically. But we we don't live in a cancel culture, and I didn't want to uh, to to alienate friends. Yes, we do live in a cancel cancel culture you're quite right Johnny but I didn't want to alienate friends but this whole thing stinks we have to yeah look at what we know what we've uncovered and you hold a light to it and it shines back this is a complete lie um and you know mentioning money Gates himself said that he was looking and I believe it was you who who quoted what he'd said that he was looking at a 20-fold return on his investment so his philanthropy, his uh, charitable giving away of millions and billions to companies that have never produced a, a real product um, is going to return him 20-fold. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's in pounds, shillings and pence or dollars and cents. It's in control. It's in power. It's in land. It's in uh, dispossession of the vast majority of us. Because that's what he wants. He don't, money's not important anymore. We keep talking about money, but money really doesn't matter to these people. It's not money, it's power. Talking about uh, governments and whatnot and what they're saying, our government is actually saying it'll be uh, up to 2023 before we return to quote unquote normal. Um, this is Fauci and Burke saying that um, uh, you won't see normalcy until after the vaccine's been in circulation for a while and people have received it. Um, yeah, so the minimum time is like a yeah. year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's kind of um, uh, getting people prepared for that idea, if you will, um, when in reality we could open up immediately and start back to going to normal. But um, there's yeah, other but things. It's, afoot. it's like they say, I mean, you've got the choice. You've got. Each one leads to your herd anomaly, yeah, right? Vaccine leads you down that line, but so did would be if you opened it up and took your casualties and everybody got on with what they had to do. Mm-hmm. The only thing in the interim is there's so much economic chaos and upset, which is would have been totally unnecessary. I mean, there's another three. There was There's two shops shut in our town, closed down totally, two businesses, yeah? which were pretty solid. A lot of minor ones have gone out the window and there's three more going because of this shutdown. They've just got themselves back on their feet and they're part of a group and that group is closing down. So there's going to be another three shops gone. I mean, it's going to, I mean, as, and I mean, it's just going to be that everywhere because I mean, these are like part of a group. Therefore, it's not just going to be one, two, three. It's going to be the whole group appearing. And these groups yep. are in every big town, every major city, 
and it's going to be uh, the, the the snowball effect is just going to be ridiculous. In the, in the meantime, Bezos and the likes are just making more and more money. Not that money matters, but they're getting the bigger share of the market. All the click and collect is still permissible. In Wales, you can't buy or you supposedly can't buy non-essential goods. So if you want a, a new pair of shoes, you can't get them from a shop. <laughs> but uh, they but you, can, you, know, you can still click and collect. You can, you can still order it online. So, yeah, this whole thing is killing the high street. It's killing business. It's meant to do. It's meant to do that. This is, I, I was I was talking to you earlier, we were kind of shooting text back and forth today, Marty, when we were setting up a time. And I said, it might have started with, you know, an, an actual, you know, pandemic level type thing. It might have started that way. But they've now transitioned us into the Green New Deal. That's what we're living now. It's the initial stages of it. But this is what it's designed to do. When we talked about the Green New Deal, what was it, Bruce, last year? And I mean, like last year, like more than 12 months ago, when you yeah. and I and GP sat down and we talked about it. This is what it's designed to do. It's designed to shut down absolutely everything. And I don't mean big boxes. Big boxes are permitted to operate, right? Amazon's allowed to operate. Tesco, Asda, Walmart, Target, all these companies, they're allowed to operate. That's fine. It's about shutting you down at the local level like you're talking about, Ned. It's about shutting down those businesses. Restaurants here are now being told, as of today, they're being told, oh, you can only offer takeout services. Well, let me explain something to you. There are restaurants in this country that are out there in the middle of nowhere, on the side of a mountain somewhere that you have to drive 45 minutes to to get to that have been run by the same family for 150 years. What are they supposed to do? How are they supposed to stay in business? That's their family fortune. They might not have much. That's all they've got. What are they supposed to do? Are they going to now go out of business because, what, they have to adjust for uh, takeaway services? You think somebody's going to drive 35 minutes to go get takeaway from that restaurant and then drive 35 minutes back to wherever they live? That's ridiculous. Well, Boris has done. He's, he loaned money. He gave money to small businesses in the country and said, we'll support you, but you'll have to pay it back. That's bull. That was the first shutdown. That's down. bull. Second shutdown, they can't afford it, so they go out. Oh, exactly. Oh, oh, in today's announcement, he's extended the time in which small businesses comply can apply for COVID loans by a further month to extend past this lockdown. Oh, how generous. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, a loan is a loan. And yeah. uh, how are you going to pay it back? And when you can't pay it back, they'll take everything you've got. Yep. Yep. That's what I've been saying. The Green New Deal, the agenda of societal change, the post-COVID-19 reset and recovery with the Great Reset from the World Economic Forum, they are going to take everything we've got, unless there's a, a pushback against this. Now, and the people of Europe... Yeah, you're not even a year into it. The people of Europe pushed... OK, they pushed after the initial lockdown. They hit the streets and they said, no more of this. OK, 14 days. That's what you needed. That's what we gave you. That's the end of it. But now the rest of the stuff's coming in. So you pushed the Germans, especially you hit the streets with over a million people. You went to the doors of the Reichstag. You didn't go in. You stopped yourself. But now what's happened? Now they've pushed back. So now they're waiting for another response. These people, what they're doing is criminal. It's illegal. They can't do this. They're just doing it. They've run around for the last 70 years and they haven't gotten in trouble or had to answer from we the people in 70 years. So they're just going ahead with whatever they think they need to go ahead with in order to take everything over. That's their agenda now. They don't care about anything else. After Brexit, after you guys did your uh, 
you know, your your little um, your two card Monty there with uh, <laughs> leaving, and then all of a sudden it was uh, pulling off, uh, you know, a landslide with the Tories. That was the last straw for them. And this is going to happen in the U.S. again, right? With the, uh, the the second election of Donald Trump, and so this is going to be the last straw uh, for the elites, and they they no longer care what we have to say any anymore, and uh, they're, they're done with our elections. They're they're finished with them. That's a very very difficult pill to try and swallow. That hasn't hit the average person yet. As I was saying yesterday, I was I was at my gym on a Sunday. Now, mind you, everything closed as of today, which my gym was getting like they're tearing out the the HVAC system, you know, the he- heating and air system and all that stuff. So it was going to shut down for a month anyway. <laughs> so I don't feel so bad. But nonetheless, as I'm leaving, as as I'm in the locker room, I hear these guys like this, these three or four guys talking over in a corner somewhere. And you know how locker rooms are. It's kind of echoey and you really don't pay too much attention as you're going through your business and you're getting dressed and all that stuff. I hear these guys talking and I'm like, man, that, that guy's really he's really into this this subject that he's, that he's talking about. So I thought that I would just pause for a second. I would listen to what these people were saying to each other. And he's so serious. He's talking to these other three guys about what kind of frozen pizza they should buy and why. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm, I swear to you, I was ready to go over and just start smacking them upside the head and say they're locking society down, you fools. Like the conversation in and amongst people well, should be what what's our answer going to be to this? Not what the hell kind of pizza you're going to buy. And I know Bruce Pete's is very important. I get it. But for God's but sake. People have, people, people have become to accept it. It's like, um, it was like what you, I mean, your Halloween event and stuff like that. They, they, there was nobody out there. The streets were bare. It's something for the children to always want to go out on. I went out with my daughter and a, and a friend of hers that had come around for tea. We went out for a walkabout. There was only three of us and there was nobody. There was not a damn thing. The, the community had accepted and shut down. Now, even Boris had said, you can go out there, you can still do it. In certain numbers, you're out in the open, not indoors. But they're taking it a step themselves. They've locked themselves away, even to the point where any displays in windows and everything, they've just gone bump. And they might as well have been in little cubes with metal doors because the community spirit disappeared. It's gone. That's exactly what... They're attacking our community spirit. If you can't, if you can't meet in groups, um, you can't go to your church. You can't go, or you can go for independent prayer, but you can't. uh, So you can go and confess to to the Father. You can do that. You can still go to confession. That's for Catholics. Well, yeah, you're not Catholic. I I get it, but no. (laughs) So you can still. You can still go and, and confess and say your Hail Marys. That's fine. But you can't go to mass or you can't go to, to church on Sundays. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you know my pigeon. Um, a pigeon? A pigeon? My yeah, opinion. I don't. I, I've never met your pigeon, pigeon, no. But I, I understand yeah, I've got it's several, not a good. Several I large, large wood it, pigeons in the well, back I understand. Garden, it's but, not a very... It's not a very hostile place at your residence for for um, for birds, I'm afraid, because you've got an upcoming funeral uh, for, for yes. your pet turkey. So yes. I mean, it's it's not very. Um, they're part of the fam. They're part of the family. No, you know my opinion on formal religion. It's as Napoleon said. It's religion is a way to stop the poor from killing the rich. And this new uh, what's the word credo from our governments. You know, hands, space, safe, and and all this kind of stuff. Protect the NHS, save lives. It's it's become a mantra 
Um, and it's a new religion and it's turning people into idiots. They are not paying attention to what's really happening. They are following the government's word blindly and they think they're doing the right thing. And they're not bad people. They're just not very clever. That's our problem. And we had this in the last time Ned and I were on and we talked all four of us talked about how education has been dumbed down. I was thinking 20, 15 years, but Ned's right. It's about 40 years since they started to dumb yep. down the education systems so that we are more compliant. And Gates, with his eugenics and wanting to remove the aggressive gene, you know, by a vaccine, as it happens. I believe that's what he says when he talked about it on his TED talk. It just, all the clues are there, people. Wake up, sheeple, please. They're being very blatant again about it. You talked. Is, you you talked there about the neighborhood. They don't care. You're right. I, the, you talked there about the neighborhood. Now I wanted to talk about that for a second because that's precisely as you said, Marty. That's what they're attacking. You, Ned, you said the neighborhood had completely shut down. People didn't even have their their decorations up in their windows. I'm sure the lights were off. Didn't want anybody even attempting to try and ring their bells. Is that correct? Yeah. Even like. They were told, basically, some people left a little bowl of sweets outside so they didn't have to open their door. So the kids, oh, wow. if they came around, it, they'd take some. But those sweets were still there. Nobody had even bothered to come around. I usually have up to 70 children knock on my door, and they usually all dressed up or whatever. My daughter made sure that we'd do the window. It was all done. There was a, a, a whole painted sheet up as well for a background and everything. I haven't got a problem with that. We'll do it. Mine was the only one in the whole area around there that was there. And I went, we got to go for a walk because usually there are some really kooky people a little, a little further away and they do everything, Christmas or any event uh -huh. that goes on and they do the whole house. The cars are spookily connected by everything to the house. Mm -hmm. No, nothing, nothing. It was like the moon came out. It was full moon, but that was it. Well, usually that's the night the crazies come out. So, I mean, you know, I, yeah. I kind of half expected even... something out of that. But <laughs> I, I wanted to make reference here to a uh, to, to UK police chief. Uh, he says that it's speaking of the neighborhood. He says that it's uh, every UK citizen's civic duty to snitch on your labor or your neighbors violating covid restrictions. UK police chief yeah. has called called it a civic duty to snitch on your neighbors and businesses that violate violate COVID-19 restrictions while criticizing the culture of snitching itself. He's actually created a double standard for himself here. Uh, on Wednesday, Merseyside Chief Constable Andy Cook condemned the sneering culture against those who tip off police when he told the Daily Mail that if Brits carry out their, quote, civic duty of snitching on those who refuse to follow the martial law-esque social and economic restrictions imposed by the government, they will, quote, save lives. I'm going to take you back to New England uh, in the 17th century. And there's several theories behind what happened with the Salem witch trials and why there were all these witches right the way across New England. One theory is ergo, which is a, a fungus that grows on wheat, and they made bread with this um, fungus-infected uh, wheat, and it made people hallucinate. Once they'd started 
to uh, decry someone as a witch and they were pressed until they confessed. So having large stones placed upon their chest until they went, yeah, 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 it's a fair cop, I'm a witch. They were then given a blessing for confessing and then hung. And then neighbours... Or burned who at had, stake. Or burned. Most of them were hung, actually. The, the burning at the stake is a bit of a French and Spanish thing. But the uh, the point I'm trying to make is people used the cry of they're a witch and thou shalt not suffer a witch to live um, as ways of getting neighbours land. They basically called their neighbour a witch. The neighbour wound up being tried and the very method um, a mode of the trial normally meant the individual was dead. So therefore, their land became vacant and people moved their fences. This whole snitch thing, I don't think it's its that extreme, but at the end of the day, similar sort of things are going to happen. Where people have got scores to settle with their neighbours, who, you know, they don't get on with me, I get on with all of my neighbours. <laughs> absolutely fine but some people do you have these yes i do yes i do i'm not even there's not even a hint of sarcasm when uh-huh. i say that and they won't um, say otherwise <laughs> yes I'll, I'll, I'll have no one say otherwise but people will they will they will settle scores by getting their neighbors into trouble with the authorities even if they haven't, can you imagine if you if your next door if you hate your next door neighbour because he borrowed your hedge trimmer years ago and he has, still hasn't given it back and um, they have the occasional loud parties and 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 their their food when they're cooking it has an aggressive odour. So yeah. and they talk here they they talk here specifically about large parties. The 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 police chief uh, constable here he says that uh, for example officers who are called to a large party in a private house or garden would give people a chance to leave. But fines would be issued if they refused. The organizers would be, quote, dealt with every time. Uh, He said flagrant breaches likely to attract fines include pubs serving past 10 p.m. Goodness, because the virus knows that it's 10 p.m., right? They know that it's it's curfew time. (laughs) He also said that with those kinds of egregious breaches, which are putting everybody at risk, of course, it is perfectly legitimate for a member of the public to share that information with law enforcement. Yeah, well, if um, the, the the trick to having a a large party is to invite both sets of neighbours to make sure right. that they come and attend as well. So, but and the police it, commissioner's wife. Yeah, and the police commissioner's t- wife. Well, t- t- <laughs> typically, <laughs> when you have, a, a, for example, a, a garden party, y- you kind of want to invite people like your neighbours. Yeah. Yeah, of course. If you get on with them, if you don't get on with them and one one side gets invited and the other side doesn't, you can bet the side that didn't get invited are going to be straight on the blower to um, 999 or 111 to, to, um, to report said party. It's wrong. There's another st- saying, never mind civic duty, there's a saying, snitches get stitches. And that's what's going to happen. That That is what's going to happen. There will be a, occasions where people have um, informed on their neighbours and there will be fisticuffs uh, as, as a result. Yeah, it will you're happen. Also, you're also going to get the situation that if somebody informs on somebody, the police won't tell them who's informed. Then the people that have been informed on will then think, well, who doesn't like me? And it creates its own vicious Yes, uh, I highly advise anyone who gets informed on to take a wild stab in the dark <laughs> and and uh, and blame the neighbour that you don't like. 
that, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. We're already seeing similar situations like this in the U.S. with uh, red flag laws and in relation to firearms. Um, you, you have a neighbor that doesn't like you. They can accuse you of something and, you know, say um, you were talking about committing suicide with a firearm or um, you were threatening someone or what have you. And you can have law, law enforcement kick your door in and take your guns. And it, it's it's completely legal in some of these states. It's not it's legal cool. constitutionally, but go along. And anybody can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's what it'll boil down to is <laughs> if uh, you don't like somebody, well, you can go and snitch on them, just fabricate something yeah. and, you know, interrupt their life, if you will. What's, what's happened about those United Nations disarmament officers that were being advertised for in, in New York? Um, they're they're waiting post election as of that. They're, they're probably going to be called into action in the next 72 hours, I would I would guess. Yeah. So, so you know, obviously they've been on on a retainer or furloughed during this period of time, just just waiting to go and take your guns. I haven't got any guns because I'm I'm a UK citizen. I did have guns; they were shotguns, uh, but I don't have them anymore because I I no longer have an opportunity to hunt. Well, even even if you did. I wouldn't expect anybody to say anything, you know, that's uh, it's nobody's business what you got. Uh, you know, I, I like I like all of you guys, but uh, it's none of your damn business what I own. Right. I mean, hell, we'll uh, go shooting together. right? Yeah. We'll have a barbecue afterwards. But um, but it's, you um, know, what I got locked up and how many I got locked up. That's that's not anybody's business. What, what are they going to do next? I've I've been a martial artist since I was I know. six years old. I know I'm what they're now gonna do next. quite a lot older. Um, I've been. Training for over 40 years, I can weaponize just about anything. Are they going to come and yeah. take all my pens away? No. Because I, you I wouldn't tell you what believe gonna... what I could do with a pen. People are being encouraged to inform upon their neighbors. At the same time, he's decrying the the whole informant culture. That's because he's playing both sides of the game. He doesn't know how things are going to turn out in the very near future. He will probably still be that chief of police in that that area regardless of what happens politically so he's play he's playing both sides of the fence and I and for once I wish they would just say what they feel rather than what they think their political lords and masters you're not asking for an honest cop um I believe they exist I believe they <laughs> we exist we know some we know some honest uk they cops do. yeah they they yeah, do, we do. Exist. they do exist but they're not honest in a way that basically they're too politically it's because, motivated. yeah, they're That's not politically right, yeah. motivated. They're politically fearful. They're fearful that so if you're politically the, like that, how do you expect the people to be? Because if I if I can see it, you can see it. Everybody can see it. When I grew up, right? Nothing. When, again, nothing when, when you grow up, yeah, go on, carry on. Yeah, yeah. The coppers. <laughs> no, seriously. I am saying yes. Were, the coppers were uh, somebody you stood up to. I mean, the guy could cuff you around the head if you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You mm-hmm. had a lot of respect for the coppers, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They haven't got that now because they're not there. They're not seen as part of the community because they're not seen in the community. They're seen as a hand of government. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but they are. So, they I mean, are, whether it's they, their fault or not... No, no, no. You, you, you're you're right. What you say is correct. It, but it's not a fact that they're not there because I've seen plenty of video evidence in from the UK of times when the police are there the trouble is the people they're dealing with 
are that underclass that I've talked about time and time again, those that don't have actual respect for what we've got left of our society, which is rapidly being torn down by the new world order. You know me very well, and you know that I, my family, uh, have got connections within law enforcement. And the people that Johnny were referring to earlier on are friends of ours from, you know, just social friends uh, from South Wales, from the South Wales Police Force. And they're all decent blokes. They're they're not on the take. They're not uh, corrupt. They're just policemen trying to do their job. The problem is the political world uses the police force to suit their political gains and their goals, not for what they're meant for, which is to maintain the peace, to keep the peace. Um, and yeah, but um, it's like everything else nowadays. They've indoctrinated everybody in such a way over a period of years that basically they, you take somebody that goes into training, whether it's in the forces, whether it's in um, the police force, whether it's in the civilian force, whether it's a fire brigade or whatever. You have to yeah, call it a police they, service these days, by they the way. Are, it's not a police force. It's a police service. service. That's seriously, marvelous. seriously, you can't, you, you, they are not a police force. Martin. There are no police forces in Martin. the UK. Martin. There are police services. No, this is a democratic society. If I wanted to speak French, I can. Yeah, you can, but they are no longer called police forces. They are called police services. That's it's the minor. Metropolitan Police. No, it's not minor. <laughs> no, that's it's London. Extreme. The Metropolitan it, it, is London. It's Metropolitan Police Service. It's it's not minor. It's absolutely indicative of how things have moved. So on on the surface of it, having a police service, meaning that they serve you, they're a public servant, is how it should be. Somebody else gets into power, they change the name of it in two years' time. I'm well, not going to argue about it. I haven't seen any kind of snowflakery backpedal yet. Every bit of snowflakery that they've got past us and the way they've changed the way we speak, the way we think about our, our public services and the police force being one of those services. Yeah, um, but the point is, it's irrespective of what you want to call them. You, all right, people in the services, we all have to do certain things one way or another. If you actually get into a circumstance and you train for circumstances, you're expected to respond as you're trained. Yes, and they are trained, services or police or otherwise, by those who want them to react in a certain way. Yeah, and they will respond whether they ethically agree with it or not. I mean, you take, say, you take an extenuating circumstances in the services where something nuclear is being moved or whatever, and there's a crash. You will stop that road. You will close it down. You will tent up, stop the civilians going anywhere, and you'll be told, you'll be telling them, you're not moving. If you go across that line, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Ethically or not otherwise. Lesser case, a policeman will be told to respond to go into a Christmas party, whether he thinks it's ethically right or wrong, or whether he believes this COVID is whatever, or whether Bill Gates is something he might have his own feelings about it. But he will respond how he's been trained, whether he thinks it's ethically or not. That is his job, and that's the way it will be. Yeah, and it's how they're trained. Right. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm but the not thing is, the training is what wears the whole of the community thing away. And when people see the police respond like that, that will then create the harm, the mental harm. That's with, and that's what creates the breakdown in let's, the community. Let's cut the crap for a second. This, these home invasions by the police are not going to happen in my house. They're not going to happen in your house because, regardless of what we think, we will stick to the rules. We'll stick to the rules. I wear a mask when I go shopping. You do as well. We've 
obeyed all the rules and restrictions. We've done those things. So these incidences aren't going to happen to us. They are going to happen to the people who are already fairly socially irresponsible. You know, people who've got antisocial behaviour orders, they're going to have a raving great big Christmas. They'll, they'll, there'll be these Christmas Day parties in people with uh, who've been cuckooed. You know, the term cuckoo where... Drug dealers and local gangs move yeah. in to a vulnerable person. They go into their house and they basically take over. And all of a sudden, the person whose house it was is 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 basically sleeping sleeping on the sofa. We're not because the we're ga- not talking about who it's going to be and who's going to cause it. Well, but the no, point it is, it, the actual situation has been created and a law enforcement and they've said this is what we will enforce have you not noticed a pattern though everything that's happened with covid has had some kind of divisive purpose yes the community is the communities but also if law enforcement and local government want to deal with problem people and give them a hard time just like the neighbor grassing on it on the neighbor he doesn't like the police will be going into those those residences and breaking up the parties and making people move. Now, because they are stupid people, they will resist. They won't take the warning to disperse. So then there'll be the fight outside, which will be filmed on everyone's smartphone. That'll be onto the, onto the news. And the next thing you know, look, it's your fault. I'm afraid we're going to have to disband the NHS. The government can no longer afford it. That's, that's exactly what they're planning for. That's that's the whole process, and and what they want is that video evidence of of people being reckless, people resisting the police when they come to break these gatherings up, and that's what they'll use but they as, also as the want excuse. The other side of the knife, which you say everybody will be, you and everyone else, compliant. You're either compliant or we're going to do this. The you're fact is, compliant or we're going to do this. The fact is, is that we're, we're arguing all this stuff on the surface. And I, I see both of your points. I do. But we're ignoring the elephant in the room here. And the elephant in the room here is they've given us a problem with no solution. Yeah. Have you noticed that? So, yeah, it's two edges. You're, you're right that it, it's two edges and everything uh, to your point, Ned, and to your point, Marty, it's everything that's been put into this agenda has been purposely divisive. Excellent. Because there's no solution to it. So it's always, well, uh, we need you to do this because this is our goal. So we get from point A to point B. But once you get there, it's not the end. It's it's another set of restrictions or a new line or, or something else. It's always meant to drive you into another direction because it keeps everything in a state of flux. Everything in that state of flux, once they've destabilized everything, that's that's their only goal here is to keep everything destabilized till they can reorganize. But they need yep. to reorganize for them. Not for us, it's, for them. It's destabilized for that year and a half. That's their first time goal. And then they see where they're at then. And then they'll know before they get there what their next process is going to be. Right. And basically, that, that's all it is. I mean, that timeline's been going since December. And let's wait and see. Next, next move on the chessboard. But one way or another, it is slowly tightening the grip on the society by those that want to be able to just shove people around. Yeah. Here in the U.S., um, I know we're talking uh, EU and uh, the U.K., but in the U.S., uh, using this example, if they were to 
which they're going to try to pull it in the blue states. But if they try to pull this in in America, typically um, law enforcement are required to, um, well, their oath is to the Constitution first and then to the people and then to law, uh, law and order. So technically, because this is unconstitutional, technically they're not they they have the means, the right, the ability to say we can't do this. This is illegal. Um, whether or not any of them will do it, um, you'll have a handful that'll stand up, but most of them aren't. They're not going to stand up and resist. They're going to comply because they want their job. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You, you, your state governor pays your state troopers. Your um, local mayor. Uh, pays your sheriff's department or your sheriff himself as a, as an officer. It's it's an independent one, isn't it? The, the sheriff is sheriff is independent. The yeah. uh, law enforcement, like our our police department, is commissioner. The commissioner is under the mayor, whereas state trooper is, as you said. But the as far as uh, sheriff, that is a county yeah. uh, based. Yeah. They, they're elected. Yeah, that's an office in itself, isn't it? So, but all of them have got a political master. Yeah, and. The police services in the UK, unfortunately, uh, are now no different. It used to be to the Crown, but now the Metropolitan Police Service, for instance, comes directly under the Mayor of London. So at the moment, that's Sadiq Khan. So we know what way his political thinking lays. So there will be these incidences. There will be arrests made because people won't respond well to it. And it will do all the things that these bad actors, these this new world order, these bent politicians want to happen, will happen, because the sort of people that they're going to go and knock their doors are the sort of people who won't respond well, because they're the ones that we're talking about earlier, that have lost all respect for the police, that never had it, never mind lost it, they've, they've not even been brought up with it. Their parents didn't have it. Their grandparents didn't have any respect for police. So it's it's going to happen. I, th- I think we've covered this one to death. Uh, we just have to wait and see and talk about it. Yeah, the last thing that I'm worried about is you talk about Christmas, kicking in the doors and the sadness of that. Be interesting to see what happens on December the 31st across the world. Well, yeah, um, New Year's Eve is going to be interesting. Uh, very subdued. Or it's going to be one raging party with lots of truncheons and tasers. Well, gentlemen, all I can suggest is buy a ticket to Wuhan, China. They're open for business. Yeah. So uh, we uh, we are out of time today. Fascinating conversation, as always. Uh, We got to two points of the 15 that I had. So uh, we made some progress. Right. We we made some progress. So, um, no, it's always uh, always good to sit down and have a. um, have a civilized conversation with uh, with you Englishmen. It's, it's nice to uh, bounce bounce some civilized topics off of each other and uh, and see where we end up. So uh, we are going to have to go. But uh, for those of you who would like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. We would love to hear from you. Address your uh, concerns to uh, Attention Marty. I'm sure that uh, he'd be happy to uh, to respond to all the fan mail. We would also ask you to recommend us to friends, family, and known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, and we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, especially in these trying times, uh, we would appreciate that. You could get us anywhere you get your podcasts, with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience we would appreciate that as well five stars would be a plus thank you very much bruce marty and ned thank you guys for your time tonight thank you johnny thank you guys 
And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.